the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business 1440 KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump tried to hammer out a new trade deal with Japan despite complaining about a big trade gap. He told business leaders today in Tokyo... The relationship with Japan and the United States, I can say for a fact, has never been stronger. It's never been more powerful, never been closer. This is a very exciting time for commerce between the two countries that we both love. In comments airing on the Fox News channel, the president said the U.S. is selling a lot of military hardware to Japan at a critical time in that region. Tomorrow night marks the 30th annual National Memorial Day concert on the National Mall. And the co-host, actor Joe Montaigne, told the Salem Radio Network it's a must-see for first-time viewers. The program, again, starting at 8 o'clock Eastern time, to be co-hosted by actress Mary McCormick. This is SRN News. Hey, your home has some real nice gutters, said no one ever. It's Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. No one notices gutters until there's a problem. Whether you've had damage from an ice dam from the long, hard winter, water in your basement, or you've just been thinking about the health of your gutters for a while, call the Kingdom Builders. We fabricate 5- and 6-inch seamless gutters right on site, and they're specifically designed and color matched to your home. We also mount stainless steel micro-mesh gutter covers to keep your system clean. No getting up on a ladder and wondering what you'll find. A budding tree, an irritated robin, or the neighbor kid's lacrosse ball. We're talking minimum maintenance for years to come. Plus, they look great. So let us take care of the most underappreciated but very important part of your roof, your gutter system. Call the Kingdom Builders today, 612-900-9166, or find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. That's thekingdombuilders.net. We're not salespeople. We're just great gutter installers. What would you do if you knew how to invest like the pros? If you could learn the strategies designed to make the right move, whether the market's going up or down, what would you do if you knew the things Online Trading Academy could teach you? Online Trading Academy is a world leader in financial education. We've helped thousands of people just like you become confident, self-directed investors. Whether you're looking to develop skills designed to generate additional income or to grow your retirement savings, OTA can provide you with valuable knowledge that can help you learn to meet your goals. The best time to take control of your financial future is now. So what are you going to do now that you know? Dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Inflation getting higher. Makes it harder Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Second hour of our Memorial Day weekend show. And as I said, this is always kind of a tough show. We, we sometimes contemplate, well, maybe we should do a best of. But we were around and um, not... And thought, well, we, we we'll, and then of course Teresa May steps down. We're like, well, we got to talk about that, so we got to come in to do that. So I get to talk about some broader topics here in the next in in this hour. That was a great piece put up yesterday in a brand new book put up by the Mercatus Center by Eric Halland and Alex and Alex Tabarek, um, uh, titled "Why Are Prices So." darn high i'm going to actually substitute because they actually put an asterisk where the where the r is in the way i pronounce it um actually no they don't the book itself actually doesn't have the asterisk it it doesn't have an r either but we don't like that word on this show so we won't use it why are the prices so darn high and i i love this particular story because it gets to something that i try to talk frequently about which is which is what explains why college costs so much. I work in a university, and I frequently read stories about you know how much college costs and the fact that uh, you know students students don't gra- you know many students we bring in don't end up graduating and 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 there are all kinds of things. It's like these are always to me wonderful opportunities to talk about economics. Um. Let me reflect first on a post that was done a couple years ago by Scott Alexander, whose blog uh, Slate Star Codex should be in your reading list if it's never been, if it's never been there before. Highly recommend uh, uh, Slate Star Codex. Um, many times I read it and I'm like, I'm confused. He's a psychiatrist and he he thinks about the world very differently than I do, but has a very um, has a very good focus on. Uh, on uh, economic issues, and he so he writes about them from time to time. After you adjust for inflation, for let's suppose, let's stay. Um, to after you adjust for just general price inflation, the cost of education per student has increased two and a half times in the last forty years. Okay, I've I've tweeted at you a a summary of the of of that. It's the top line or the next to top line. In the in the graphic that uh, in the piece I put up a little earlier this morning that was just posted by uh, Tabarak on uh, marginal revolution, higher education and then lower education have had the biggest price rises since 1950 of any major category. What's at the very bottom? Home appliances, telecommunications, clothing and shoes. I thought about this as at the breakfast table this morning and thought to myself, yeah, that's probably true. Um, my wife and I went out to dinner last night. We paid about $25 a head for a, a nice dinner 
looking out looking out at a river um between us and the river were geese that uh tend to hang out at this place it's a little bit of a an old-fashioned minnesota supper club uh had a nice meal uh we don't we didn't we didn't have alcohol we we both drink tea when we're out um so we but we we had a nice meal uh and uh the the bill came approximately fifty dollars and you say, boy, you know, you watch TV shows from back in the 1950s and someone might have thrown down $2 or $5 or something like that. And I say, yes, but inflation has gone gone up pretty dramatically all over the place. If you're going to measure prices, I've always liked this and actually got the idea initially while I was studying for my qualifying exams for my Ph.D., because in order to study for the macro exam, I decided I needed to read cover to cover the general theory by uh, John Maynard Keynes. You go, oh, my God, why did you do that? Keynes is wrong. Keynes is wrong. Well, you can't know if he's right or wrong unless you actually read him. So I said, well, I, you know, even though even though I don't consider myself a Keynesian, I should take seriously the idea, the ideas in the book. And I should try to I should try to read them and try to make sure that I can understand and explain Keynesian theory. And here was the, one of the things that was in the book that, that stuck with me. I've forgotten probably 90% of what I learned that summer. But, but of the remaining 10%, he would talk about prices in terms of the prices per hour worked. And I thought that was really interesting. So I was looking at my meal last night. And I looked at the at the fifty dollar tab that's that I'm about to pay. And in my head, I frequently catch myself doing this. How much does that cost me in terms of an hour of work? And and I would answer to you, probably the same as it would have nineteen fifty. Okay. If you think about think about a job back in 1950, you know, a decent middle class income was probably about $3,000 a year. Backing out to working approximately 2,000 hours or maybe a little less than 2,000 hours, you were making somewhere between a dollar and a half or dollar 75 an hour. That wasn't minimum wage. Minimum wage was a fraction of that, but you were getting you were getting about a dollar and a half to a dollar 75 an hour. So if you spent, let's say it was a dollar and a half, and suppose the tab was three bucks, okay, then you spent two hours of your labor on a nice dinner out with your with your spouse. The trade was two hours of work for one nice dinner for me and me and my Ms. Now, f- fast forward to 2019. What's your average wage? Well, the average wage in my community would be, say, $24, $25 an hour. I personally probably would would tell you I make more than that. Um, my bill comes for $25, for $50. I look down and I say to myself, that's about two hours of work. That's, I'll do that. Now, I can, what's awesome is I can get, I can get food for far less than two hours of work. I can go out and get some lovely tacos in return for about 20 minutes of work. Satisfying meal. About six, seven dollars. 
you know even at the even at the median wage of a of a of a factory worker here in the St. Cloud area that's about 20, 20 minutes of their labor in return for you know three tasty tacos so that's the way the calculation works if you did that calculation looking at looking at the uh, at the cost of education you would get this two and a half times right this two and a half times why is education rising by so much and ask yourself this very simple question and this this goes to to what uh, to what Alexander posed if you look at test scores Test scores in 1970 or 1971, um, but if you look at the test scores for for uh, uh, the National National Accounting for Educational Progress, the NAEP scores in 1971 they were 285. Today they're 287, or in 2017 they were 287. Yet the cost. Yet the total cost of, of education for K-12 had risen by a factor of two to two and a half. So ask yourself this. Which would you rather do? Because this is what's happened to the cost. Would you rather send your child to a, 20, to a school in 2019? Or would you rather send your, your child to a school in 1975 and get a check for $5,000? As you look at what the what the state legislature did with education, you can ask yourself that question. Which would you prefer? Do I want the 1975 school and a $5,000 check, or do I want the 2019 school and all the changes that happened in that area? Right. Now, you, would you say that about health care, which is the other place where you've seen prices increase so dramatically? Right? Health care up by a factor of, golly, if you go back to 1950, they're up by a factor of three. But at least versus 1950, you could say you've had significant gains in longevity. Would you be willing, you know, but, but think of it think of it in these terms. You spent about, in, in 1950, you spent about 6% of your income, of your earnings, on health care. Now you spend 16%. In return for that, longevity has gone up so that the average person is living approximately an extra eight years. If I remember, I'm doing this from memory. I think that number's about right. I think it's about eight more years lifespan between 1950 and today. Eight years is awesome, right? That's fabulous. Would you trade 10% of your income every year to live an extra eight years? That's the relevant question to ask. Right. Compare that to telecommunications. Would you rather have today's telecommunications or the, or the same price for the telecommunications of, of 30, 40 years ago? Would you like to have the cell phone would you like to have the cell phone of 1995? I remember what I carried in 1995. It was a it was a Qualcomm flip phone. Okay, a Qualcomm flip phone 
that was about the was like twice the size of my hand. I carried it in my bag because it wouldn't fit in my pocket. It would be another four to five years before I had a phone that slipped in my pocket. That, of course, the old-fashioned clam shell, shell phone. Dude, you want that? I mean, look at the things that have decreased in prices over the, since 1950. New cars, clothing, telecommunications, home appliances. And it's not just that, but all of them do so much more than we had before. This is the greatness of, of the, modern, the modern market system. But on the other hand, you look at health care, you look at education, and you look at car repairs. And all of those cost significantly more than they did back in 1950. Okay, I can explain education and services, but what about car repairs? They're a little different, aren't they? We'll talk about it after this. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. sports. I love the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplified the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your backyard. Well, I can't use my tool because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now, no, eh? No, Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by the truckload so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada for for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. 
He arrived right at noon to get the toilet in shape, when all of a sudden, their dog Hershey escaped. And rather than stand there flat on his feet, he set down his tools and chased her down the street. He's your Benjamin Franklin plumber, and he's a true legend. 952-933-8888. Save $200 on water heaters. Dogs love warm baths, too. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. A little more reflective hour here, talking about the, uh, talking about some uh, broader issues in economics. And this one, I think this is a very important book. It's a short book. You can get the whole thing online. I will. I have not tweeted to you, but it's brand new from uh, the Mercatus Center at George Mason University called "Why Are the Prices So Darn High." I am leaving it at that. Um, even though they use a slightly different adjective. Um, or it's actually an adverb. Um, 651-289-4477. There is something in economics uh, named after William Baumel, who just recently passed away within the last 18 months, I believe. Um, William Baumel was a professor at uh, Princeton University, um, and he wrote about the differences in the way costs happen. And he started with this observation. When, when in, 1820, in the 1820s, uh, a Beethoven uh, symphony was to be performed, it took, okay, or a sonata that was being played by, by a string quartet. You had four people working 40 minutes each to produce one performance of that sonata. Today, you have to produce one sonata. You have four musicians performing 40 minutes each. There's zero change in productivity of that particular service over the last 200, over the last 200 years. Or, going back further, pretty much all the way back, yeah, and at least until you, you, you should probably not extend it back further to the beginning of the modern violin, but we'll, we'll, we'll so, or modern string instruments, but, but 200 years is enough to prove my point, or Baumel's point. If you think in general about services, I spend about the same amount of time sitting and getting a haircut today as I did when I was a four-year-old. It takes about 10 minutes to cut my hair. Okay, and luckily I have pretty much as much hair now as I did when I was four. So it takes about the same amount of time. I don't get I don't get the advantages that a guy like Mitch Berg does. Tell, tell him, you know. What do you ask ask Mitch Berg on his show this afternoon, one to three over at AM twelve A the Patriot. Ask him how how quick is your haircut? Because Banyan takes ten minutes. I bet you take four. What do you do with those extra six minutes of your life? You know, every other every month or so when you go to get your haircut. I could use those six minutes, but no, I have to get a haircut. So suppose everybody is out working 
and you get the option to work in a goods producing industry or a service sector producing industry. And let's suppose the productivity of, of a worker who makes goods is increasing at, at 2% a year. And, the, and on the other hand, the increase in productivity of an orchestral musician doesn't change. It's zero. We know that workers who become more productive will tend to have higher wages. Right? So as time passes, the wages for, the, for, for these people working in manufacturing or in construction or in fixing car... Well, not we'll hold on to the fixing car story. Um, they're going to rise at a, fairly, at a fairly substantial rate. Over here... Over here, they're not rising. They're not rising at all. Now, I'm a person who has a set of skills. I'm, let's say I'm 18. I can make a choice. I can go into engineering and become part of the goods producing sector, or I could go get get to become an electrician or a plumber or a carpenter and and then be part of that side. I can, in other words, I can be in the goods producing sector. My wages will continue to rise because my sector is going to become more productive and my wages will rise with them. Over time, all the people who are looking at the job choice, if the wages in the, in, in, for orchestral musicians doesn't change, more and more people are going to go to the goods sector and not go to the service sector. So in order to keep people in, incented into working into, in the service sector, you actually have to pay them more to keep the relative price between those two jobs. Keep the relative wage between those two jobs nearly constant. Because wages have to rise in the service sector without the increase in productivity, the only way that becomes effective is if you can increase prices in those sectors more than what happens in the goods sector. Because the goods sector is making more stuff, so they don't have to raise prices. They can cover their increased wage bill out of sales of additional goods. I can't make more, I can't make more performances of Beethoven unless I hire more, more musicians. And since I'm not being able to do that, and because I'm having to wa raise my wage just to keep my musicians as musicians, the price of the performance has to go up. So Baumel, William Baumel, who this is named after, sometimes this is called the cost disease. It's not really a disease, is the point that uh, Helen and Tabarak are making. It's a simple. It's a simple mechanism of allocating scarce labor between a sector that naturally has an increase in productivity and one that doesn't. So they prefer to call it simply the Baumel effect rather than the Baumel cost disease. My point is this, right? I'm in the process of finishing the uh, hiring cycle for uh, the next academic year. I currently work as a dean in a university. As I increase that, as I increase the pay that they're going to receive, as I as I think about what pay they're going to receive, I'm reflecting on the fact that, honest to goodness, 
teachers in this in this sector are not any more productive than they were in eight in nineteen eighty four when I was hired. Because it's a matter of public record, I don't mind telling you. My first salary at St. Cloud State University was twenty five thousand one hundred and sixty four dollars in nineteen eighty four. I'm not in the faculty right now, but if I was in the faculty, my faculty wage right now would be would be substantially more than that. Say, but let's say by a factor of four. But can I teach four times the number of people I taught back then? No. Well, prices rose for generally speaking, but prices did not rise by a factor of four between 1984 and now. They've approximately doubled. Am I twice as productive as a professor now as I was 35 years ago? No not it's the nature of the work that gets done it probably takes about the same amount of time to do that versus the other and that's the car repair story why are car repairs going up people want to blame higher cost of higher education or higher cost of teaching uh, of teaching in uh, k-12 or health care they always want to blame this on well it's it's regulation and it's occupational licensing and it's this and that and i, I I think occupational licensing should should be diminished. You know what I think of tariffs. You know what I think of regulation. Right? I agree on all of that. I believe that there will nevertheless always be this gap. Prices will never come back to being no higher than the general rate of inflation in education and health care because education and health care do not get the same kind of productivity increases as construction and the making of widgets do. That's the central thesis of the of the Helland and Tabarak book. I think that's that's precisely right. Okay. And because of that, in order to get people to stay in those professions, you have to find ways to pay pay into those professions, or else you simply depopulate that you say well why don't you become more productive guess what my boss is always telling me get your faculty to teach larger classes get your faculty to teach larger classes that way we can be more productive i understand that there is a limit to where you can go with that that and because of that reason i expect that we'll always have this increasing cost it's not a disease. It's just an effect of a of a capital of of a market based capitalist price system. We'll be back after this King Banyan Show business fourteen forty. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. 
And you will know in three weeks. That's the beauty of it. Whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. American pressure. Spray it. Don't say it. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, this is Randy with Arby's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for a network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763-441-3884 or you can email me randy at rbsmn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440-651-289-4477. I got two more topics to talk about today, but if you want to talk more about why why are prices so high, that is the this book. I I've actually sent a message. I didn't it just got posted this morning. I've sent a message to uh to uh, Professor Tabarak and see if he's willing to come on the show to talk about this this graph i think a monograph it's a it's very short it it, it took me uh it took me about n- uh 90 minutes to read the book uh it's it's very very short uh it's more like a pamphlet than a book and uh i highly recommend it um i in fact forgot to tweet it to you i think so terrible me i will i will make sure that that gets done for you uh in just just a little bit uh, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven number to call if you're interested in this. I want to talk about two more two more things today. One of them, a very very important. I admire the I admire the willingness of uh, 
of uh, this this writer, uh, Farhad Manju. He's a columnist for the New York Times. Typically, you would be consider him uh, center left or maybe or just left, I guess. But the title of the of the article is "America's Cities Are Unlivable: Blame Wealthy Liberals." This is a fascinating piece. The demise of a California housing measure shows how progressives abandon progressive values in their own backyards. And he's speaking as someone who probably wouldn't recoil at being called a progressive himself. Um, the bill that he's talking about is Senate Bill Senate Bill 50, which died, um, which died without actually having a real vote within the le- within uh, the California Assembly, uh, but uh, but uh, the um, but they basically tabled it, and they said he calls that sketchy. It's not sketchy. It's the way lots of things happen. You don't definitely don't want to. You definitely don't want it. If you don't want to take a vote on something, you find a way to make sure that it doesn't get to the floor. So, because the uh, California Assembly is um, is controlled by uh, by the Democrats in the in the state significantly. It was California Democrats that decided to shelve this bill. What would it have done? The bill would have would have undone zoning rules and increased the supply of housing in a place like California. Manju, in his article, describes the problem this way. The basic problem is the steady collapse of livability. Across my home state, California, traffic and transportation is a developing world nightmare. Child care and education seem impossible for all but the wealthiest. The problems of affordable housing and homelessness have surpassed all superlatives. What was a crisis is now an emergency that feels like a dystopian showcase of American inequality. Just look at San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi's city. One of every 11,600 residents is a billionaire, and the annual household income necessary to buy a medium-priced home now tops $320,000. Yet the streets there are a plague of garbage and needles and feces, and every morning brings fresh horror stories from a black mirror hellscape. Homeless veterans are surviving on an economy of trash from billionaires' mansions. Wealthy homeowners are crowdfunding a legal effort, arguing that a proposed homeless shelter is an environmental hazard. A public school teacher suffering from cancer is forced to pay for her own substitute. This article is, is, is remarkable insofar as it's basically saying, it's accusing San Francisco liberals of of nimbyism regarding their own their own homeless, and it 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 play it is part and parcel of the story we were just talking about. Okay, which is which is what accounts for these increased costs in some places and decreased costs in other places. It's not just the Bobble effect, although it's significantly that. It is also um, it is also an attempt to to manipulate through the political system a means by which markets naturally would care for this particular problem. If you are free to build homes and you look outside and you see a bunch of homeless people, what would you do? You'd say, hey, there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity here. But what he... 
what he writes ab- what Manchu writes about is the fact that in America, local problems plaguing cities are systematically sidelined by the structure of the national media and government. He blames that. I don't necessarily agree with this particular point. Okay, but the there's the refusal, he writes, the refusal on the part of wealthy progressives to live by the values they profess to support at the national level. Here's where I think Manju gets it, gets himself, a, 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 you know, gets himself wayward. the The price system operates to pr- to bring goods and services from the decisions of millions of people to meet the needs of the of the consumer, and that the consumer is sovereign. A public school teacher who needs to take time off to receive a cancer treatment shouldn't have to buy her or his own substitute. They, that should be provided in the marketplace. Housing should get should be constructed for these. Okay, food shelters should be would be would be created for for veterans. Jobs would be created. How? Markets take care of this issue. Okay, dense urban. He he's writing. Let me find this. Dense urban areas are quite literally the real America, quote-unquote. The cities where two-thirds of Americans live and they account for almost all national economic output. Urban areas are the most environmentally friendly way we know of housing lots of people. We can't solve the climate crisis without vastly improving public transportation and increasing urban density. Mr. Manju, let me be very clear about this with you. If that's what people want, you don't have to regulate it. It will simply happen on its own. That's how prices work. That's how markets work. And this turns me to my very last topic. Don't don't play any music. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this and then we'll then we'll take a break here in a few minutes. But but to get to this, this was another piece that I read. This is one of those weeks where I got to read a lot of things for places I don't typically read. This article came from Vox, which I admit I spend blessed little time reading. But Dylan Matthews wrote a nice piece about about the fact that uh, there's a change happening at Harvard. The change is the change is in who is teaching Econ 10. Now, I am along to Econ 10 at Harvard is the principles of principles of economics course. It has had a history of of having only two, sometimes three instructors, uh, professors, all of whom tend to be highly accomplished, nationally reputable economists. Martin Feldstein, who had been the head of the Council of Economic Advisors for Reagan. Reagan or Bush? Reagan. Um, had been, um, had been uh, the professor of Econ 10. Back in, the late, back in the late 1990s, he handed that course off to Greg Mankiw, who eventually became... Uh,
Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personnel a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250 on your cell phone, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Final segment for today. Look, uh, having spent a lot of time around around these uh, around these uh, uh, central banks, as I have as I said, I, I I wrote the first paper. We wrote the first paper in '81 and '82. We eventually get around to. Um, we eventually write uh, several more papers. Um, my research spins off into doing uh, some work on the inflation tax. Inflation was my was my bailiwick throughout most of the 1980s. Um, what I what I researched, and when uh, I saw the uh, Berlin Wall come down, it was like, 
it, it was you know and, and I had a side I had a side hustle going on talking about uh, sports and that, which I maintain to this day but uh, that's always been like a secondary field for me um, I've had three main segments central bank independence which central banks which has remained my focus throughout my career and then and then spent about a decade working uh, largely on issues in in Eastern Europe and the former Soviet Union did some advising in that area and then and then over the last 15 years turned my focus to regional economies and particularly up here in uh, out here in greater Minnesota relative to where you are but my main, I've maintained this this interest and in, in continue to write about central banks and probably am more quoted in that field than the other two combined uh, among professional economists so I know something about professional economists and I'll say and I know something about them in the in the central bank field they got 2008 wrong I find it ironic and actually kind of funny uh, to read, this is uh, Michael Strain from the American Enterprise Institute, I, uh, a person whose work I've long admired. Um, both, they both seem to believe that the, they, they both seem to believe. Listen to this. This is Strain writing. They both seem to believe that the Fed should aim to keep the dollar stable against gold or a broader basket of commodities, rather than attempting to keep overall consumer prices growing at a stable rate and the economy at full employment. Returning to a modified gold standard could lead to disastrous results for the U.S. in global economies. As the Great Recession was beginning in 2008, commodity prices were increasing and the dollar was falling. A modified gold standard prescribes rates, rate increases in this situation when rate cuts what, were what the economy needed. But you got rate cuts, and you still got the Great Recession. Did, they, did Moore and Kane get it wrong in 2008? Probably, but no more or less so than anybody else. And let's remember, Kane and Moore at the time are two... Well, Kane's still working, working for Godfather, and, and Moore is, is, working, is working with Heritage and doing a, a, fair amount of, uh, a fair amount of stumping around, but he's a popular speaker. He's not... He's not He's not involved in policy making, and more to the point, the Federal Reserve hires dozens upon dozens of PhD economists. Do PhD economists need to have a monopoly on the Fed? I say no. I say that's not necessary. I was reading uh, Paul Meringoff at, at Powerline. Okay. Um. Trump's nominating, it's true, you know, you know, uh, um, I, protesting that you shouldn't choose him. Yes, I agree. Does he have, does he have a little bit of a history? Yes, he has a sexual harassment case against him. It's not clear to me Herman Cain will ever become, become governor at the Federal Reserve. And if you're upset about him being chosen because you, because you think he's not, he, you know, somehow he doesn't have the proper moral standard. Awesome. With you on that, be thou consistent, is all I will say. But to protest about Howard, about Herman Cain, or to protest about Steve Moore, because of a policy position they took in 2008 about the gold standard, or because they don't have a PhD in economics, 
or because they haven't written much on monetary policy. The people who did that gave money to banks, whether or not they needed it, taxpayer money, $700 billion worth of money. And the question has to be asked, what was the value of the doctorate? Because you didn't need a Ph.D. in economics to decide that you wanted to shovel money out the door at, at banks. That didn't require, didn't require a degree. What, what, I think we place too much faith in expertise. I've said this before and I'll say it again. And my same, my same uh, issues, my same response regarding Steve Moore extends to Herman Cain. Wouldn't be my choice, but I'm not the President of the United States. I'm just King Banyan with you this week. We'll be with you again next week here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you next week.
Wages are getting higher Makes it hard on the buyer Unemployment on the rise Gasoline issues are with lines Rent being paid late Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. I am proud to be associated with Mike Murphy with EXP Realty. Now, it's a name that's familiar to some of you, but it's not our Mike Murphy. It's our new Mike Murphy. Mike, it is great to have you here. Thanks, Lee. We are excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. Now, tell me, what makes EXP Realty different? EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many real estate agents. We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you will speak to me or my wife, Sharon, not an inexperienced team member. So if they want to speak to you or your wife, Sharon, how do they get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. It's that simple. If you're thinking about selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with EXP Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? 
Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. Your d- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.